What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 13 of season three. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is happy, happy Bruno. Kurt, do you have any guesses why I'm so happy today? I can't make that noise, but I do have one <laughs> guess as to why. Why is that, Kurt? Bruno, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Kurt, l'chaim, mazel tov, baruch atarunai, l'heinu melchalam. Thank you very much, Kurt. I respect it. Can I get a little synopsis <laughs> of what that of what that sentence that, was? That sentence, six words. Those are the start to every Jewish prayer. That's always what you start with. If you know those six words, you can sound really smart. But it, those are the standard Jewish prayers that start words that start any Jewish prayer. One more time, a little slower for my peanut-sized brain. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam. Right at right back it right back at you. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. <laughs> right, right back at you. Um, it's eight days, right? Mm. I, I'm smart enough to know that. Eight this crazy nights, Kurt. Crazy nights, uh, Bruno. I thought that Hanukkah again. This is just me being juvenile and dumb. I thought it was a lot closer to um, the C word that time of the year. I thought it was like a couple weeks later. Kurt, um, I'm also being very juvenile today, um, but that is a common misconception that I'm more than happy to enlighten you about. Yeah, hit see, me with it. See, Kurt, Hanukkah does not go for the American calendar. Hanukkah goes for the Jewish calendar. And the Jewish calendar, it's a year fucking 5,582 or some wild shit, and we don't play by any rules. The Jewish calendar <laughs> goes absolutely fucking crazy. I'm not even making this up. So the reason it's different in the American calendar every year is because the Jewish calendar goes fucking nutty. And it just it's whenever the Jewish calendar lines up with. So some years it's before Thanksgiving. No joke. Some years it's before Thanksgiving. Some years it's like the same day as the C word. So crazy. Wow. That is pretty, pretty remarkable. Also, for the people at home, I do want to apologize. I do. <laughs> I do this recording at, at Darien High School because it's just easier. The Wi-Fi connection is just way sturdier than at my apartment. Fair. And um, we have a lot of festivities going on in the uh in the school today um lots of tryouts youth practices so if you hear doors slamming or you hear obnoxious little children yelling i apologize but i you know there's only so much you can do i did move locations bruno can confirm i am not in my office because wrestling team is right next door screaming yelling hooting hollering groaning do, doing what wrestlers do and so i was like i need to find a somewhat quieter location so we did move trying to make this this better for the people at home but I just heard little girls screaming. I don't know. Basketball, maybe upstairs. I don't know. I, this is pure chaos at Darien High School right now. Yeah, Kurt, uh, first of all, can confirm you did move. Uh, second of all, I, some might say that I am obnoxious and screaming as well. So for the listeners, millions of them out there, they're probably used to people obnoxiously screaming on the show. So there we go. You know what? That's a very, 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 very <laughs> fair point. Bruno, shall we do what we what we like to do on the show? Shall we dance? We, I'm, I'll take my hand. Mm. Bruno, I need my cue, though. And ready for the beat to drop. Bang! Bang. See, here's the thing, though. It always starts a little <laughs> soft. I don't know I don't know why. It just starts a little <laughs> soft. But it's play- it should be playing right now. Again, if, if, future, if future Kurt did his job, it should be playing right now. But, Bruno, we start gobble, gobble, mofo. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. gobble. The first game on Thanksgiving Day had all the makings to be a stinker. And even though two god-awful teams were playing, Bruno, the game was at least mildly entertaining. I won't. I won't say it was completely entertaining because I don't want to lie to you. But it was mildly entertaining. The winless Lions, Bruno. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hashtag winless watch. <laughs> uh, hosted the Chicago Bears, setting up you know one of the NFL's marquee quarterback matchups. Some people are saying ever of all time. All time. Jared Goff, Andy Dalton. Who says no? <laughs> who says no? 
well, probably a lot of people would say no to that. But both quarterbacks in this game were pedestrian at best, although Andy Dalton did throw for over 300 yards in this game, Bruno. Uh, I will say that is mostly in large part to wide receiver Darnell Mooney. Get sure. to know that name because he's been pretty good this year. A little fantasy sleeper in, in some leagues. Um, he's been dynamite. Five catches, 123 yards. Bruno. Mm. <sighs> the Lions did lead this game 14-13 with three wow. seconds to go. But my boy Cairo. Cairo Santos, 28-yard field goal as time expired. Sent Lions fans home miserable on Thanksgiving Day once again. Bruno, the, the question that needs to be answered, will the Lions win a game this year? Kurt, I'm going to fucking pick the Lions until they win a fucking game, and that's a promise. So that I might don't, be in 2022, my friend. Kurt, you're right, and we don't always – a little peek behind the curtain for the pick six. Sometimes Kurt picks them, sometimes I pick them. So, Kurt, for competitive advantage sakes, I'm letting you know literally right now, I will pick the Lions every time they are on a pick six until they win a game. Great news. I also haven't done any of the breakdown from pick six this week. I don't know who did, how we both did. I, I don't remember. I think we were relatively even. Like, okay, I think we were cool. similar on the one. Like, obviously, we picked three or four of the same, and I think we each won a couple of the ones that we uh, that we didn't. But are, I we don't count, know. are we counting Thanksgiving? We have to throw those three in there? No, I, still Kurt, I, we had Thanksgiving off. You don't, you, HR, oh. you didn't get that email from HR? You know, it, it's probably in my spam folder. I'll go back and check. Damn, that was Damn. fucking awesome. shot to uh, the heart. Uh, well, Kurt, <laughs> I don't know what to say other than uh, another team that got an absolute shot to the heart on uh, Thanksgiving. The bon Dallas Kobe. Cowboys. Oh, sure. uh, shot through the heart, but you're too late. Okay, okay, can't get caught. To blame, <laughs> darling, you give love a bad name, Bruno. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. Whatever. I'm, I'm an Adele guy. I'm a Katy Perry guy, and I feel like we've done more than just those two, right? We... Uh, we definitely. We? I don't know. I'm not doing Bon Jovi in this episode. Yeah, that's all I'm telling you. Yeah, we're not Robert it. Kraft over here. Uh, <laughs> speaking of who else isn't Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones, as his Cowboys oh. fall in overtime on Thanksgiving in a matchup where these two teams play uh, have, or I, at least the Cowboys. Maybe the Lions are the other team I'm thinking of, but I feel like the Raiders and Cowboys play not each other, but just on Thanksgiving all the time. This time it was the Raiders coming out on top, 36 to 33. I agree with you that that first game was somewhat entertaining, but if we're being completely honest here, this was kind of probably the best Thanksgiving game. But For sure, for sure, for sure. When I say best, I don't mean cleanest, I don't mean prettiest, and I certainly don't mean well-executed, because Kurt, this game had it all, starting with penalties. Kurt, I don't know how much you watch this game. Everybody does their Thanksgiving differently, but I swear to God, Kurt, it felt like after every single play, of this entire game, the refs are calling a penalty. It was insane. Kurt, each team had 14 penalties. Each team, and the Cowboys set a franchise record for penalty yards, Kurt, which is bananas. They had 166. So you have all that going on, and that actually did play a significant part of the game because uh, the Raiders were up eight with three minutes left. Cowboys evened up with a Dalton Schultz 30-yard catch followed by two-point conversion. Raiders hit a field goal. Cowboys hit a field goal. We go to overtime. Kurt, Anthony Brown for the Cowboys was called for four pass interference penalties on the day, and, Kurt. And this this sets up what I want to talk about for this game, Bruno. They should just call this the NFFL, the National the National Flag Football League, because Damn. you literally. I, I was a little drunk yesterday and yelling <laughs> that at the Patriots game after Matt Judon uh, his his stupid. Oh, play. that was bullshit. That was yeah. Bullshit. That's I just top of my lungs from the upper deck. <laughs> the NFFL. 
Oh, <laughs> people around me were getting into it too. We were all, I love that. So that we're, we'll get that trending. But the, Bruno, on Thanksgiving, all of all of the country is tuned in. You don't want to make it about the referees. Right. The referees, of course, made it about the referees. Too many penalties. Yeah, and Kurt, if we're being completely honest, I agree with that. And also, the fact that the Raiders won this game in large part to those penalties because they only they had like a third and 18 in overtime after the Cowboys had the ball, so they only needed any score to win. They call yet another one on Anthony Brown to keep the drive alive on one of those plays where Derek Carr just floats the ball up there and hopes they get a penalty, and they did. So the Raiders ended up kicking a field goal in overtime. They win the game. Kurt, story of this game, the Cowboys were missing Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and had a hobbled Zeke, who we've been talking about for weeks. And literally after this game, they're like, we're going to start resting him for the next couple weeks because yep. he's clearly not fully healthy. They did all of that. They added a Tony Pollard 100-yard kick return touchdown, Kurt. They put up 33 points and had 437 yards. You could, you, you could say the special teams and offense did their job. The Cowboys' defense, Kurt? Fucking what the fuck, Kurt, is all I have to say to that. They give up over 500 yards to the Raiders, who... Darren Waller, who's like one of the best players on the Raiders, you know he's on your fantasy team every single year. He was knocked out of the game with injury not once, Kurt, but twice. Oh, I'm I am aware. Twice, I'm sure you're aware. And again, like they the, the offense scored 33 points or or whatever they put up 33 points. The fact that they couldn't win against a Raiders team, their defense couldn't stop the Raiders letting th up 32 or less is pathetic. So if you're the Cowboys, again, you have to be feeling great about the offensive capability, but you got to be worried about the defense heading into the stretch run. Yeah, for sure. For sure, Bruno. Um, this is a game that the Cowboys should not have lost, and yeah. they did. I know I know the injuries. I know they piled up for them. I am I'm not in the excuses business. That's not what we're here to do. I think this was a, a massive letdown game for them. I think they'll be fine, but... I don't know. I, I thought for sure th that the, the Cowboys would come out on top on this one. Yep. We were both wrong. 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 Um, in a game where I was right and you were wrong. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, it was our final <laughs> game of Thanksgiving. Uh, the Bills, unfortunately, sad, yeah. sad boy hours. Yeah. They looked like themselves again, my friend. That, that's not what I'm. That's not what I want to see. I didn't tune in to see that. I didn't mm -hmm. want to see any of that. Um, but they marched into New Orleans on Thanksgiving night and demolished the Saints, thirty-one to six. Not gonna lie, this game was a snoozer. Yeah, literally. You yeah. know why? Because I literally fell asleep. <laughs> that's but understandable. After after the meal and before dessert, it was like you know we eat pretty yep. late. Um, this game was on, and I, your boy was was snoring. I know the. <laughs> uh, what's the thing in Turkey? Tramafadam, whatever oh, yeah, the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Testosterone. Yep, nope, yep. that's not what it was. But it was, um, <laughs> and if it was, it was uh, something weird happened with that turkey. Yep. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, it was just not not an enjoyable game to watch. Um, Josh Allen was incredibly efficient. He was 23 of 28. He threw for four touchdowns. Um, on the other hand, Trevor Simeon? Just it didn't do a damn thing. Alvin Kamara still wasn't cleared to play. The Saints were definitely put behind the eight ball in this one before yep. the game even started. News dropped today, just hours ago. Bruno, I don't even know if you saw this. You probably did because you're you're in you're in touch with uh, everything. So Taysom Hill is going to be the starting quarterback moving moving forward, at least for the time being, for the Saints. And this is kind of the first time we've gotten a chance to see Taysom Hill really take the reins, be under center, QB one. Um, so it'll be interesting, especially given the contract he was just given. What is going to happen with him moving forward? What's happening with the Saints moving forward? Um, so that will be interesting to see play out for the Saints. On the other hand, 
Then the Bills had 11 days. Will have had 11 days. Yeah. And the Patriots come to town Monday night, uh, come into Orchard Park and square up for a massive showdown with the Pats. Huge. I don't like that Buffalo had 11 days to rest and prepare for that. Don't like that one bit. Yeah, Kurt, me neither. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, Patriots do have some momentum, which we will get to later. Spoiler alert in case you uh, haven't kept up with any of the social media recently. But I totally agree. Not the ideal conditions you want for this ginormous showdown. Again, especially, like you said, going into Buffalo. Kurt, what I will say is that uh, it's about goddamn time for Taysom Hill to start playing quarterback. I don't really know the full reasons for why. Like, maybe there's something I missed. I do try to see everything. Kurt, you know I'm not equipped to see everything, but I do try to see everything. I don't know why so far it's been Simeon. I don't know if it's an injury or what for Taysom Hill. But moving forward, he better goddamn start because, like you said, they're paying him all that money. Uh, and, again, he's clearly better than Simeon. And hopefully Kamara is back. So, you know, again, all I have to say is it's about goddamn time for Taysom Hill to start playing for the Saints. Kurt, it's about goddamn time for Big Ben to retire. Can we agree on that one, Kurt? 100%. Like, it's – sir, you got to go. Yeah, he's got to go, Kurt, because these Steelers are fucking – done kurt so uh you know kurt so much for my gut huh i remember on the pick six i was like oh yeah the steel like the Bengals, they've been playing well as of late the steelers haven't but my guts is the steelers well kurt guess what the Bengals said fuck bruno and his gut and they fucked the steelers kurt right in the butt 40 right the butt. 41 to 10 they as the what? Bengals. <laughs> they said what what in the butt <laughs> kurt, you know it kid show baby you know it kid show. um <laughs> The this this year, Kurt, they've this is the second time they've played. The first time they played, the Bengals won twenty four to ten. And they said, you know what? That margin of victory was simply not high enough. Too so small. Too small. They, too small. Uh just like okay, never mind. They, yep, uh, Big they, Ben's <laughs> heard that before. Big Ben's <laughs> yeah, heard that before. Oh, yep. No. Mm-hmm. oh no. Yep, in a bathroom. <laughs> okay. Illegally. Yep. <laughs> oh man, we're getting off the rails today. So uh <laughs> the, Don't the we Bengals, always Don't we always The Bengals decided that uh their midseason slump is apparently behind them. Joe Mixon, career high, hundred sixty five on the ground. He added two touchdowns. Burrow ran for one, threw for one. The Bengals added a pick six that really really just looked like uh, Big Ben was kind of stinking up the joint. And so, Kurt, I don't have anything to say other than the Bengals are hopefully hashtag back, and Big Ben is probably hashtag done. Yeah, what a bad day for uh, me because I had said that Cincinnati was fake, and I said the Steelers (laughs) I thought could go on a little run here. What an idiot. Whoops. Whoopsie daisies. (laughs) Wasn't me. I I don't know. Must have been. It was probably Stats Guy. Stats Guy told me who to pick for that one. For sure. Uh, Bruno. Here's when we both got correct mm-hmm. in our pick six. Bucks, Colts. The more things change, Bruno, the more they stay the same. During his career with the Patriots, Tom Brady broke the Indianapolis Colts' hearts over and over and over. Too many times to count, one mm. might say. Well, with the score locked at 31 apiece yesterday, with three minutes to go in the game, Tom Brady got the ball back, and Bruno, everyone on the goddamn planet knew what was going to happen, and it happened. Uh, with 20 seconds to go, Leonard Fournette rumbled his way into the end zone to make it 38-31 bucks. Super Bowl Lenny had four, t- Bruno, four. Three rushing, one receiving touchdown, not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns on the day for Tampa. Brady and Gronk looked like mm-hmm. the Brady and Gronk connection from New England, just in that ugly, ugly, ugly red uniform. Um, he had seven receptions for 123 yards on the day. Uh, on the other sideline, the Colts looked poised to pull off the upset for a while. I mean, as the game was going on, Patriots fans were pretty in in, in tune with how that game was going because it had a lot of effect on playoff seating. So we were all rooting for the Bucs. Um, and for a while, it looked like the Colts were going to win the game. 
Uh, Carson Wentz was low-key, but also high-key balling out. But two interceptions on the Colts' final four drives really just sealed the deal for the Colts. The Bucks moved to 8-3 and three on the campaign. Colts fall to 6-6, six and six, which is big for the Pats. Yep, and Kurt, um, speaking of big things, mm-hmm. it would be big of you not to check who I picked on the pick six. Because I think I may have picked the Colts. <laughs> so, oh, I thought you picked the Bucks. Uh, you know, Kurt, let's just keep it at that. It's going to be really big of you if you don't check that, Kurt. You know what? The tape don't lie. I thought Kurt, for sure you picked the Bucks. What you know, an idiot. You know, Kurt, uh, let's just, you know, the tape doesn't lie, but who needs to watch the tape? Uh, speaking of tape, Kurt, we don't want to watch. Cam Newton put out some real stinky tape this weekend. Uh-oh. Stinky, hefty, hefty. Stinky, stinky, as they say. Uh, Patriots fans, really happy that we have Mac Jones this year. Again, Cam Newton, great guy. I think we were all, uh, you know, it was an interesting decision at the start of the season. But, Kurt, let me just give you a quick stat really quick. Tua, for the Dolphins, had four incompletions for the day. Cam, for the Panthers, had five completions for the day. Five for 21, Kurt. That is horrifically bad he had 93 yards passing he did rush for the only panthers touchdown but he was just awful for the dolphins i mean they're putting it all together jalen waddle 165 yards two touchdowns miles gaskin two touchdowns dolphins even blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown so they're rolling their defense played incredibly well i think they had five sacks three picks cam was even benched late in the game for pj walker of all people so i will say with the dolphins defense playing well their special teams playing well is uh, in, included in that as well the offense seemingly rounding into form and adding back in Will Fuller and Devontae Parker. Kurt, the Dolphins have won four in a row and are sneakily in the hunt, Kurt. Sneakily in the hunt, which is crazy to say for the, the Dolphins. Don't, uh, don't let them boys get hot. Don't let them boys get hot. Uh, speaking of who's who's not hot, uh, Christian McCaffrey, season-ending injury reserve again. The dude is good, Kurt. He's really, really good. He just can't stay healthy every single season, so... Yeah, uh, it's it's unfortunate. He's one of the best players in the league, but this is getting this is getting borderline ridiculous. Yep. So uh, the Dolphins are in the hunt. The Panthers are hunting for draft picks. Yep. Uh, I just still can't believe that the Panthers gave Cam Newton ten million dollars. <laughs> Yeesh. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we doing? I said that plenty of times watching this next game, Bruno. True. That's what true. I said. Um, there's always a few clunkers each week in the NFL. That's just that's just part of the game. And um, man, oh man, Bruno, did this NFC East matchup live up to that clunker status? Ugh. This is like, uh, do you hear that? I do hear that. It sounds like a spaceship is taking <laughs> yeah, off does. in the hallway. It does. <laughs> My <laughs> God. Um, uh, this hello, is, hello. <laughs> we what's, come in peace. What's going on out there? <laughs> I'm not opening the door to find out. No, I am not. Um, anyway, oh Giants bested the Eagles 13 to seven at MetLife behind an unbelievable hey. performance from the New York defense. The Giants, Bruno, the yep. NYGs, yep, uh, intercepted Hurts, Jalen Hurts, three times in this one, while Daniel Jones did literally, literally, just enough to get the win for the Giants. Uh, just enough. I cannot emphasize that enough. Just enough. Okay? <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Jalen Rager, Philadelphia wide receiver, Bruno. Do you know where I'm going with this? Oh, my God. I know where you're going with I this. I think you know where I'm going, and it's a place that Philadelphia fans don't want me to go. But, oh. I'm, go- but I'm going. I'm going. He had two receptions on eight targets. He might not be able to show his face in Philly this week because he had two god-awful, catastrophic drops. Um, the final drop, 
came in a 4th and 10 with 24 seconds to go in the game. Jalen Hurts scrambles, stays alive, moves up in the pocket, gets sucked to Giants 30-yard line, throws downfield, absolute seed to Jalen Rager. This motherfucker. <laughs> the, the ball literally hits him like but in the face mask. And he said, I'm going to channel my Philadelphia, Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> Not going to catch the damn thing. Oh, Eagles geez. lose. It was going to be a game-tying touchdown. Oh, just it. an absolutely like gut-wrenching. If that was a Patriots game, I don't know how I'd recover the next day. Um, just a, a terrible, terrible, terrible way to end the game for Philly. I still think the Eagles can go on a bit of a run because of how, of how weak their strength of schedule is going forward. Um, but this is one that they're going to look back and be like, God damn it. If we had anyone competent out there to catch the ball, we would have won this game. Yeah, Kurt. And what's crazy, too, is I feel like the Eagles have been putting up points after points after points in their recent games, and they managed seven against the Giants. I mean, I know it's the NFC East, but it's still crazy. A 13-7 to final score is crazy, Kurt. But Sure is. Sure is, boom. Sure is. But, uh, Kurt, speaking of clunkers, this next game probably right up there, maybe some more points, but still as clunky. We had a Falcons-Jaguars absolute showdown. Falcons come up on top 21-14. Kurt, uh, not going to surprise you, continues to be the Corduroy Patterson show for the Falcons. He had 108. Corduroy. <laughs> Corduroy. He had 108 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. I mean, the Falcons won. It wasn't very convincing. They forced their defense, forced a couple turnovers. There's really not too much to say about the game. The Falcons, surprisingly, are 5-6. and six. I looked that up, and I was kind of shocked to see they've won five games this year. I, maybe you could say, like, oh, good for them. They've won five games. But, like, that doesn't do anything for them because that just means they're going to get a worse draft pick. So, I don't know. The Falcons, like, they have to be, A, wondering if Calvin Ridley is coming back this season because, you know, I'm sure Kyle Pitts would be happy to have another pass cutter out there helping him out on defense. Or, drawing the defense away i don't know where they're going and i don't think they know either the jaguars i feel like every single game this year we've been like trevor lawrence played okay yes he's playing on a team that sucks on a franchise that sucks so again it's never like he's gonna play lights out but like i don't know we'll have to i guess the story for the jaguars it's not about wins and losses at this point it's it's his development so we'll see the rest of the season if he can continue on a positive growth yeah the falcons are literally just playing themselves into nfl mediocrity for the rest of forever because yeah. it like like you mentioned, they're not going anywhere this season. So, like, what are we doing? Why? Why are we winning? Like, yeah. just pull the playbook from the Patriots game the other night. Like, yeah. just just lose by twenty five. Just <laughs> don't go out there and look lifeless and soulless, yep. and just just take your lumps and get a good draft pick. Go get yep. go get a Kyle Pitts friend. Go get yeah. go get a go get a pal for him. Maybe <laughs> hopefully Calvin Ridley will be back next year or yeah. whenever. Hopefully sooner. Yeah. Um, so just go get the draft pick. Stop stop this winning <laughs> stuff. It's not it doesn't look good on you. So nope. Um, just that that was a terrible game, and yep. we're rolling right into another terrible game. Three oh, terrible man. ones in a row. Um, I would call this one this week's toilet bowl. This was this was a toilet bowl. Um, the Jets snuck past the Texans 21-14. And Bruno in this one, for every good thing that Zach Wilson did, he did one bad thing. So he threw one <laughs> touchdown, and then he threw literally one of the worst interceptions you will it. ever see. The so man bad. looked like he was going to take off and run. So much <laughs> so that he tucked the ball, was sprinting to the like the the line of scrimmage. Everyone starts to go like block because he's op- he he has a lane to run, and he's like he like underhand like pitches the ball to his like running back or receiver. Like five yards away from him, doinks it off the guy's back, doink, doink directly into a Texans hand. It was just like, 
what am I watching? Like, <laughs> that's something the Darian youth team that I coach would. Uh, oh that's, my that's god, that's one of our plays. Like we oh, have, we, no. we have that in the playbook. Um, <laughs> um, so it's just like that's just something as a Jets fan. Like you, like you're out here seeing like Trevor Lawrence play decently, and you're out here seeing Justin Fields playing okay, oh, and you see Mac crap. Jones being the fucking NFL MVP, and you're like, we got this guy. <laughs> like, this is this is what we got to work with. And don't get me wrong, I think Zach Wilson's gonna be good. It's just like not an incredibly enticing start for the Jets. Um, but I don't know. In the, in this sense, I'm happy the Jets won. I have nothing else to say about the game. It just hurts their draft stock. Yeah, absolutely, Kurt. I think for Zach Wilson and for fans of the Jets, it's like, at what point are we going to just be like, he's bad? Like, again, he should get some time. He's young. I get it. But, like, it's like every week Jets fans are like, oh, yeah, he's grown a lot. He just sat out. He learned a lot. And then we have that horrible pick. So, who knows, Kurt? Who knows? good. Kurt, that's not good. I have two questions for you, Kurt. Number one, are the Chargers good? And number two, are the Broncos good? Because I, I have know. no idea. I don't ask me because I thought the Chargers were winning this game. So that's same here, buddy. So the I thought you Bron- picked the Broncos. I, I good. You know what? I'll tell wait, you what. Wait, <laughs> I may have picked the Broncos. I don't remember, but I may. Now that you say that, I feel like I swindled my way. Into I think the you did. I think you took the Broncos. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Birdo's taking a lot of L's today, but we're taking the W here, Kurt. Hell yeah, Kurt. The Broncos took the W as well. Again, both these teams have had up and down results all year, been up and down. When you think they're going to lose, they win, and the other way around. This time, it was the Broncos beating them 28-13. to 13. Patrick Sertain, the second. Not the first. Not the third. The second. Number two. two. Number two. Had two picks on the day, one Ooh. of them being a pick six. Teddy Bridgewater, they uh, he got injured halfway through the game. So they survived a brief injury scare from him. Andrew Locke coming in and immediately throwing a pick, which is absolutely hilarious. Shocking. And they, Truly uh, shocking, shocking, exactly. Uh, and they hold on to beat the Chargers. Uh, and in a game where it's honestly like you look at who the Chargers have on their roster, and it's like you're only putting up 13 points against the Broncos. Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? I know it's in Denver. Kurt, you don't need to tell Patriots fans how hard yeah. it is to play in Denver. We know. It. Shout out the early 2000s Patriots-Broncos matchups. So, like, I get it, right? But it's just like, at what point do we have to stop making excuses and just say the Chargers just simply aren't good? So, yeah, I don't know what's streaky. I don't know. But they're a team, like, I don't want them to get in the playoffs. They, I feel like they can turn it on at any time. Like, right. I'd rather play the Broncos straight up. Like, oh, for, for sure. Yeah. For sure. No, I, I'm I'm there with you. So, and I, I guess we're happy about this because that's another L for the Chargers. But I guess if you're the Broncos, they did beat the Cowboys that other week, which, again, it kind of looks less impressive as of recently. They have won three of four, though. And so, Kurt, I guess what we'll find out next week is are the Broncos good because they're playing Sunday Night Football this coming Sunday against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. They haven't won there since 2015. I don't expect them to win in 2021, Kurt, but, you know, who knows? But suddenly, I am the world's biggest Broncos fan. Yeah. So, (laughs) weird how that happens. Um, In a really awesome 4 p.m. time slot yesterday, we had God's gift, or whoever you believe in's gift. Um, You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) Packers-Rams had all the makings to be a great game. was a pretty entertaining game, I will say. But while COVID might have derailed Aaron Rodgers for a week, Tovid could not stand a chance for another. Nailed it. Nailed it. Literally, toe-nailed it. Toe-nailed. Toe-nailed it. Packers defended home turf in a 36-28 win over the Rams. Rodgers throws two touchdowns, ran in a score as well, uh, on way to in... What am I fucking saying? On the way to a huge win at Lambeau. Bruno, this game was not as close as the final yep. scoreboard did show. The Rams ended up outscoring the Packers 11 to nothing in the fourth quarter to cut into the deficit, but... 
losing last night was the third straight L that look look Los that Los Angeles has had it ended up dropping the Rams to seven and four now um nice bounce back win for the Packers mm. but Bruno should like should like Rams fans be concerned like is are what do we make of the Rams well Kurt first of all I love Love what you did there. Thank that was you, absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and second of all, yeah, Kurt, you brought up a great point. They absolutely should be concerned. I think we've talked about this in recent weeks, but they had a big win early in the season against the Buccaneers. Really, since then, have had some unimpressive wins and some unimpressive losses. Yep, so, not good. Yes, the yes, the Packers are good, right? Like, I'm not sitting here being like I expected the Rams to win, but they really just, like you said, the final score it was not indicative of how close the game actually was. Yes, they had a big OBJ touchdown that, like, you know, gave some hope and, like, was like, oh, maybe he can learn the playbook in time this year to make an impact. But mm. it just felt like they weren't in the same class as the Packers. Yeah. And for how we've been talking about the Rams all season, we have been including them in that top class. This game kind of just reinforced that maybe there's a bigger gap between the top teams in the NFC and the Rams than we well, thought. And, like, the Rams have been trying to buy their way to the Super Bowl. Like, right. They're, they're tr like, if they don't get there, this is a – like, that roster, this is a massive – coaching failure by McVay because I put him up there as one of, as one of the best coaches in the NFL. Homeboy, buddy, figure it out. Yeah, especially because he's not going to have any draft picks to help him figure it out, as you Literally said. Literally zero. <laughs> zero draft picks. <laughs> they are going to have to keep uh, scratching and clawing their way on the free agent market if they want to improve their team at all. So, yeah, Kurt, I, I do think Rams fans have to be concerned. L luckily, though, as we've said, there have been teams this season who have gone through slumps and come back from it. Maybe that's something that we'll see from the Rams later on. As for right now, Kurt, they should take some inspiration from their fellow division rival, the San Francisco 49ers, because yeah, they yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. beat the Vikings 34 to 26 this week. Kurt, like four or five weeks ago, the 49ers were just absolutely toast. They were absolutely dead. It was a shit show between Trey Lance and Jimmy G. They couldn't do anything right. We were like, oh man, AFC, or, sorry, NFC West, uh, really, you know, they weren't really showing up for the division. All of a sudden, we've been talking about the Bengals and the AFC being the team that like went through a slump and came back. It's the 49ers that playing that same role in the NFC because they are officially back and in the hunt, Kurt. Oh, yeah. They're, they, they're right. They are smack dab in the middle. Right there, Kurt. And, Kurt, you know what it's due to? It's it's due to their rush game, running game, Kurt, yep. because not only Elijah Mitchell, traditional running back, rushing for 133 and a score, as I have coined this week, Kurt, Debo Samuel, uh, I have him on a couple of my fantasy teams. He's just a running back now, I guess. That's straight up. He's straight just up. a running back now. Um, you know, I'd like in on PPR teams, I'd like for him to catch some passes. We'll mm. see. But, Kurt, he rushed for two touchdowns in this game That's today. That's two tutties. Yesterday. Two tutties. So, again, 49ers continue to be creative on offense. Again, Jimmy G is kind of doing, like, the Carson Wentz where he's, like, doing doing enough for them to win. And he's when you playing, need him. Yeah, he's playing fine. Again, Hands at ten and two. Yep. Just don't get into an accident. Just drive yeah. straight. <laughs> yeah. No. Let's. No speed bumps. No. Just smooth sailing. You're going literally like a maybe a mile or two below speed limit. Hands at ten and two. Yep. No music. Yep. Straight ahead. Yep. That's Jimmy ahead. G. That's Jimmy G. So for the Vikings, uh, they tried everything that they could. They had. I haven't tried pronouncing this name. They had a 99-yard kickoff return <laughs> touchdown by Kenne Nguangwu. <laughs> that was my Kurt. I don't, I don't look it up. I couldn't have said it better myself. 
<laughs> so, Kurt, uh, they did everything they could. Well, actually, they didn't because they didn't win. But yeah, we, Kurt, we had been thinking the Vikings had been turning the corner in one-score games. Kurt, eight points, technically a one-score, I guess, if you count the two-point conversion. So this is another game that they drop in, in that kind of close game category. We'll see. I mean, the 49ers have been playing a lot better. Yep. The Vikings, again, they did have that big win over the Packers. So I don't, I'm not saying this season's over by any means. However, that news kind of all hinges on the health of Dalvin Cook because he injured his shoulder in the game. I saw something today. I don't know that maybe you know the latest. He might need to have surgery to repair his like labrum and he could possibly miss time moving forward. I don't know if they, he's out for the season or not. I Do you know the latest? Nope. Part? They're... He has a torn, like you said, a torn labrum. And I think they think the other side is torn as well, which would probably end his season. Right. So that's obviously almost a death blow for the Vikings. Yes, Alexander Mattinson is about as good as a backup as you could have in the league. However, yeah. I, again, just mm -hmm. Dalvin Cook is just that dude. So we'll see for the Vikings. But again, if you're the 49ers, they're in the hunt and they're feeling good. They sure are. Bruno, we're going to end this with a little Sunday night football. Mm. A little SNF. You been waiting all day? For Sunday night. Oh, we should do Carrie Underwood song sometime. Oh God, why did I put that in your Just brain? Just Jesus take the wheel, right? Like, <laughs> oh no! Hey, no, hey no. you don't need Jesus when you got Jimmy G, though, right? That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten and two, hands of ten and two. Yep. <laughs> Bruno. So after after watching last night's Ravens Browns game, my biggest takeaway from Baltimore's sixteen to ten win, I'm just straight up not scared of either of these two teams right now. That that's like really my my only takeaway from this game. Um, Baker Mayfield is playing with quite literally every injury under the sun. <laughs> All of them. Uh, whatever whatever can be injured is injured. That, that's, Wait, Kurt. What? I, ha I have an analogy for you. He's like Thanos collecting the Infinity Stones, except his gauntlet is collecting injuries. You know, if I knew what that meant, yes. <laughs> The, the real ones went up. <laughs> I'm all in on that. I'm all in on that. Doesn't Thanos die at the end? Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, then, you know, I see the storyline ending the same for Baker Mayfield. Oh, God. So, I mean, I hope he doesn't die, but his his, his career might be slowly yep. dying. Disintegrating yep. into dust. Into, into mere fossils. Um, <laughs> Lamar, Lamar Jackson had the worst passing game of his entire career last night. He tossed four interceptions over the course of the game against the same defense that uh, our homeboy Mac Jones just carved up a couple weeks ago. So, also, you have some pl pretty prolific playmakers with with that uh, with that uh, offense for the the Ravens and um, yuck. That's what you did with them. That's all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so the Ravens currently sit at eight and three after the win. They're the number one seed in the AFC playoff picture, and I do give them credit for you know grinding out last night and getting the win against a pretty solid. That's as far as I'll go with that Browns team. Mm -hmm. Um. But something about this just doesn't feel sustainable to me. I It reminded me a little bit of a couple weeks ago on Thursday Night Football, Brian Flores and the Dolphins just kind of blitzed the shit out of Lamar Jackson, and uh, he was awful. This week, the Browns literally copied the, the same thing, Yep, blitzed the shit out of him, and he was terrible. So mm -hmm. those are two... Um, Two things you don't want to be awful and terrible. Not yeah. not really what you're looking <laughs> to do for combo. adjective to describe how you played. Um, so I think the playbook is out there at the moment for how to slow down Lamar in that offense. Now it's just kind of up for opponents to stop him. Oh yeah. Um, and Bruno, mm -hmm. I don't care about the Browns. Like, just send them into space forever. I don't. I, you don't do it for me. Mm -mm. This Ravens team, like I mentioned, is the number one team in the AFC right now. 
Listen to this this stretch of games they have to end the season. I'm ready. At the Steelers, they're bumps. Mm, I get it, but it's bumps. a divisional game. Okay, okay. At the Browns, again, uh, divisional okay. game. Yep. I feel like when it comes to divisional games, like we mentioned, anything can kind of happen. Like look at we know that. Look at Cincinnati. Yeah, we know that. Look at Cincinnati. Um, I just do. I really. I don't expect Baltimore to drop either of those two games, but at least physical, hard nosed AFC yep. North football. True. Then they play Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Cincinnati, another mm-hmm. divisional game. Cincinnati's kind of on the come up. They play the Rams, mm-hmm. who are struggling. But still, it's the Rams. You can't take that prolific offense and that pretty good defense for, for granted. And then the Steelers again. So mm. you have one, two, three, four division games left. And probably two of the top four teams in the NFC the, with the Packers and the Rams. You're not guaranteed to to kind of just walk, breeze your way through that. So it's something that as Patriots fans and as fans of the NFL, to just just. Just keep one eye out for that, Bruno. See, that was nice of me. You know, Thank keep you. That's all yeah. I can do. That's all you can do. So, um, I don't know. What What did you think of the game? Uh, Kurt, it was terrible. I mean, <laughs> it was just terrible. I had it on, and I just, I like, I kept, like, glancing over because I was also, like, just, you know, I was doing my usual late-night goofing as I like to do. I was like, is this a replay or is this another interception? I asked myself that, like, three times yesterday. I was like, this can't be continue happening to Lamar. So, oh, but it was. Again, yeah, and like it, it certainly was, and and as you said, I think we have to be concerned that this wasn't even like one of the top teams or top defenses in the league. I think you said that best. It was the Browns, who, like you just said, Mac Jones just torched. So yep. everybody has those games. Obviously, I think the 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 microscope is even like hotter, whatever you want to say, for Lamar, because everyone's been basically shitting on his passing ability since he came into the league. Yeah. So there is that. But no matter how you slice it, four interceptions is pretty fucking terrible. So. They're going to need to have a statement game next week against the dead-ass Steelers. Like, the fact that the Bengals just beat the Steelers 41-10, to 10, if the Ravens, I'm not saying they have to, you know, win by 31, but if they don't thoroughly beat the Steelers next week, you kind of got to be at least concerned if you're a fan of the Ravens because it's like, what are, what are we, what, what, our record might be 8-3, and three, but how good are we really? Correct. And, um, again, I just think, I don't think it's sustainable. I think if you, if you pressure the Ravens, if you blitz them, if you blitz them, don't give Lamar time, don't give them a chance to scramble, again, easier said than done but I, I don't know how good they can be they're gonna they're gonna have to win on their defense and I don't think their defense is overwhelmingly good I don't know um so hopefully some of these NF these AFC North teams just beat the ever-living crap out of each other and yep. maybe the Ravens you know drop a game here or there Bruno speaking of AFC North teams just real quick I had mm-hmm. one stat that I forgot to mention for the Steelers I heard it today and I when I tell you my dro- my jaw dropped I I could not believe it um okay. So obviously Pittsburgh got off to that crazy fast start last year. Yep. They were like 10-0 or something like that. Yeah, and something they, insane. Yeah. They just limped to the playoffs, and then uh, they got smacked around by the Browns in the, fir- right. in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> in their last 17 games. I'm ready. The Steelers are 6-10-1. So that's a full, that is a full season now. 17 games. They're 6-10-1. <laughs> yes, they are. The Steelers have been outrushed, so their running game, by 1,040 yards in their last 17 games. Oh, my God. That's absurd. 1,040 yards. Bruno, not math, guys. That is a lot of yards. (laughs) Bruh. What are we doing? We're talking 
We're talking a thousand? We're talking like hundreds of rushing yards a game. Kurt, you know what's crazy? My initial thought to that is like, how the fuck are they scoring at all when they've had the corpse of Big Ben thrown for them <laughs> and their shitty ass run game and not out rushing the other team? They're like they're literally being outrushed by almost seventy yards a game. Like that's just not that's not that is nutty. Wild. Wild. Yeah. So Wild. um I, I just had to throw that in there. But sure. enough of the BS. I think it's time to talk pitter patters. Pitter patter, it is the main attractor. CBS music right now. Bang! Bang! Okay, yeah, hope you okay. hope you enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bruno. I uh as as you can see from our little document that we do, mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. I didn't, I didn't, oh. I didn't type anything. I didn't, didn't type anything in the document. I'm gonna let my eyeballs I was there. Examined you it. People forget. Examined it, it right up real up well not close, actually, it was pretty far away. But yep. um in the stadium, uh just an absolutely electric electric atmosphere. It felt like a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, 36-13, Patriots get the job done, rattle off their sixth straight sixth straight win. Um, the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC coming into yesterday. Psych! They left with a red ass and not as a number one seed anymore. Um, Bill Belichick just gave a little spanky spank to Mike Vrabel on the way out the Ding door. He said, good game, bud. Smack that ass. That's what he did. Um, <laughs> Bruno, well, Patriots fans should be absolutely elated with how the Patriots are playing lately. You might be surprised by this. I'm going to take a slightly different oh. angle at this. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm here for it. Because I just think I just think expectations need to be slightly slightly temp- tempered. Um the game was wildly exciting, but mm-hmm. it was it was imperfect. There were a lot of things yep. that were um a little bit alarming. Like if you yep. look at Mac Jones's stats on the on the yeah, do you mind looking at those? I know he threw for over 300 yards. He threw two touchdowns, which is great. Yep. Do you have them? Yep. He 23 for 32, 310, two touchdowns, no picks. So obviously we like that he didn't throw any interceptions, but there were two plays where he literally threw the ball to the Titans. They just didn't catch it. So yep. could have been could have been two interceptions. He missed a wide. Open Hunter Henry. Oh my god! Right before the end of the first half, which would have really opened. You talk about the end of the first half, and we'll get there. And yep. What transpired at the end of the half? Oh my god, bro! You would have put the nail nail in the coffin. That's a kill shot. Yep. Like Mac Jones is an assassin. Like he's been he's been way better than and like as advertised, way better than yep. advertised rather. And he was advertised pretty highly. But that's a play. That's a gotta have it play. Gotta um, have it. And it just. It just seemed like we've just been so used to seeing, and again, we're just so goddamn spoiled. I have to remind myself he's a rookie quarterback. So this is the, like <laughs> again, you should be happy, but yeah. I'm I'm nitpicking uh, because yeah. after six straight wins, and I'm used to talking bad about the Patriots on this podcast because that's all we've done for a year and a half. Um, <laughs> it just feels right. It just feels normal and nitpick. Right. But the ball just kind of like 
it seemed to sail on him a little bit yesterday. He missed like yeah. early in the game. Hunter Henry again missed him yep. on a, on a I think it was a third down, um, and then he missed him in the red zone again, and then that long that long one. Hunter Henry really could have had like a hundred yards receiving yesterday and a touchdown, but he didn't. He had two receptions for like sixteen yards. And again, I'm not trying to be like a, a douchebag, but it's just you got to nitpick a little bit. So while there was some bad in Mac Jones's game, there was also some good. Like he was 11, 11, 11 of eleven on play action passes yesterday. Like Matt, like that's really hard to do in the NFL. You're going to turn your body to the defense and then huck it. Like really impressive. So there was good and bad. Like Mac was fine yesterday. He but like people are like oh over 300 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. It's like okay, on the surface yes, but let's let's read a little bit deeper. What do you think of Mac yesterday? Yeah, um, on the surface, he was calm and ready, Kurt, uh, which you always like to see. Um, no, no, in all seriousness, I, when you said ca- when you said calm, I don't know why my brain was like calm and ready. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, you're absolutely right, Kurt. I think both about Mac Jones specifically and about the game as a whole. It's like I have. It's like I. It's like this weird feeling that, like, on one hand. I'm acknowledging that we played well, but on the other hand, we could have played so much better. Like it yep. almost feels weird to say, like we just beat the n- former number one team in the AFC by 23 points, and I feel like we could have played so much better. It's like very yeah. strange. Well, we did play their their JV team, like no way which AJ should Brown, be acknowledged. No Julio Jones, no yep. Derrick Henry, right? And um, the Patriots gave up uh, like 240 rushing yards yesterday to a team without Derrick Henry. Yeah. So that needs to get fixed. Yeah, Kurt. Uh, I just little I, little spoiler for the three up, three down. The rush defense, Kurt. Let's let's give a little clarity to what exactly you just said, Kurt. Are we talking about Derrick Henry? Are we talking no. about a top five running back? No. Or are we talking about two no names, two no name running backs rushing for over a hundred yards? Two practice squad guys, dude. Dontrell Hilliard and Deonta Foreman, formerly of the fucking Texans, and I don't even know where the fuck no, Hilliard's from. No, the te- Texas wasn't it? Wasn't he? Didn't he? Oh, yes, Texans. He went from the University right. of Texas, Hook'em Horns, yeah. to the Texans, right? To irrelevancy, yeah. <laughs> to the Titans, yeah. To 100 rushing yards for the against Patriots, yeah. And so, Kurt, the fact that they both rushed for over 100 against us, and you mentioned the end of half shenanigans. With that end of half shenanigans in the first half, I it was it was infuriating to watch. Yeah, Bill Belichick literally yesterday said, uh, "Ryan Tannehill, I think you suck. I <laughs> I think you I will I will literally play man coverage, which they haven't done a lot of lately. Yeah. Um, I will put seven guys in the box and I will make you throw the ball." And the Titans were like, mm, "You can put your seven there. We're <laughs> still going to run the ball." And they did, and they did it way too efficiently. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill. 11 of 21 for 93 yards, one touchdown, one interception. <laughs> uh, Should we give him a participation trophy? or <laughs> You know, in 2021, we might as well. But, like, Bill Belichick literally was like, I, you can't do anything. So yeah. um, and it, so the fact that they've had seven guys in the box is a little concerning that the yeah. Titans did whatever they wanted. Yep. Um, I will say this. This is a little precursor going into the Buffalo game. Yep. I've mentioned it on the pod a couple times. Buffalo's will- – unwillingness to run the football I think is going to hurt them on Monday night. Um, If you want to beat the Patriots, you got to have long, sustained drives, and you got to be able to run the football. Oh, yeah. Josh Allen is the best running back Buffalo has. So I I think that'll be an interesting point. I think Bill Belichick is going to do the same thing he did with Tom when they played the Bucs. 
He's going to give you a light box. He's not going to put seven guys there. He's going to dare you to run the football. And we'll see if Buffalo decides to do it or they get too cute. Um, the Tennessee was like, we're not. it's not going to be too cute. So they, they ran the ball all over the Patriots. Let's talk about the end of the half. Okay? So um, the Patriots were up. Uh, I think it was – see, this is where I, wish I wrote things Thir- down. 13 to – or we were up 16-13? 13-10. We, we, <laughs> we were not up 13-10 ever. We were up – so we 13, were up 10 to 6. We hit a field goal with three minutes left to go up 13 to 6. Okay, that's what it was. So 13 yep. to 6. That was the one that uh, – no. And then we hit another field goal with a minute nope. left to go up 16 to 6. Yes. Yep. So, yep, exactly, exactly, exactly. So – um, when the Patriots at the end of the half, at, this is immediately after Mac Jones missed Hunter Henry to go up, um, what would have been 23, 13, right? The Titans come out and they get stuffed on first down. They throw on second down and Ryan Tannehill threw the ball directly <laughs> to Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> he did. He dropped it. Yeah. And he, he pulled a, he pulled a Jalen Rager. And Kurt, he just had a pick six last week. Yeah. So it's not like you can be he like, oh it's Kyle Van Noy. Like he just had displayed <laughs> what he can do last week. Like I the, the Patriots would have been set up like on like the Titans twenty yard line. Yeah. I mean Kyle Van Noy might have ran it in. Like yeah. he I think there I mean it was when I tell you Ryan Han, Ryan Tannehill threw the ball <laughs> to him. He threw it directly at him. So we went from literally that play to yeah. then a third and like four, and the Titans, the Titans ran a draw, and it went for like sixty-five yards and a touchdown. Uh, Devin McCourty pulled his pulled a Brandon Merriweather and yeah. took a terrible route yeah. to the ball, um, and then whatever that little Nuggets name was, he he ran all the way to the end zone, and all of a sudden it was sixteen thirteen. It would have been twenty three six Patriots. That's what it was. It would have been twenty three to six if Mac Jones hit that Hunter Henry pass. And then the Titans come back and they score that long touchdown. And all of a sudden it's sixteen thirteen. And we're like, um, that ain't good. That ain't good. So I don't know. I need to see I like there needs to be a little bit better end of half situation, especially because the Pats were getting the ball back. Like you could I would have loved to see them just absolutely rip Tennessee's heart out right there. Don't let them stick around in the game. It was a three-point game at the half, Bruno. Yeah, Kurt, and that goes right into one of my other things I was noticing here for the three-up, three-down. I don't know what's going on with the Patriots, but it feels like every game, like we may come out and score an opening drive touchdown or a touchdown early on or something like that, but it feels like the first half or first quarter, first half Patriots never match the second half Patriots, which yeah. if I'm going to choose, yep. I'd rather the second half, but I'd rather not choose. I'd rather be like good out of the, be good and consistent out of the starting gate. Cause as you said, they score that touchdown on a, on a play where it kind of was like an innocent play. Like it was just yeah. like, let's just run the, run the, they ball. weren't trying to score. Yeah. And all of a sudden 68 yards later, they're like you said, they're within three heading into halftime with all the momentum. And we just seemingly had given up all the momentum, both from that, near pick six or whatever you want to say with Van Noy and that. So, Kurt, luckily we came out in the second half and handled business. But I, it's just like I don't think against in the playoffs, against fully healthy teams, against teams with, you know, more whatever experience or skill or whatever you want to say, I don't think that's going to fly. So I absolutely agree. 
like thank god we're we we've been a second half team we did it against the falcons where we weren't up 25 nothing till late we've done it against a couple teams now but like thank god we're a second half team because going into halftime i was kind of nervous i was not gonna lie because they too. were hanging around yeah you don't let a bad team and again the titans aren't a bad team the team they had in the field yesterday was a bad team right um you don't let a bad team hang around and that's exactly what the patriots did now, did they outscore them 20 to nothing in the second half and do what good teams are supposed to do? Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, I'm going to do two more little points of me nitpicking, okay. and then we'll talk about the good stuff. Okay. So, number one yep. that we haven't talked about, our running game. Mm. Oof. Mm. Oof. Just not good. Didn't I mean, it got – I will say – McDaniels did not completely abandon it, and it came up big late in the fourth quarter to run out the game. But for a large majority of this game, like the longest run was like five yards. Like like we were really (laughs) struggling to get anything going on the ground. Um, That that Titans defensive line was just so stout. And it's not like our offensive line has been bad. For the last like six weeks, our offensive line has been one of the good parts of the team. So um, that was a little alarming to see because we have such a prolific running game. So – that scared me a little bit, and then again, I'm not really trying to pick on Mac Jones. Like he, like he's really good, and I could not be happier that he's the Patriots' quarterback. But for the second week in a row, he really struggled with those secondary blitzes. Dude, so I'm glad I'd, you brought that up. I had said it on the I had said it on the pick six. I was a little worried. Dean Pease, former defensive coordinator for the Titans, Mike Vrabel, current head coach of the Titans, very close. Dean Pease got home when he was calling plays for the Falcons a couple weeks ago. Mike Vrabel got home with some of those same secondary blitzes. So Mac had, you know, 11 day, or 10 days to try to look at the film and be like, okay, I, I know what's coming. Probably knew it was coming and couldn't couldn't shift protection the right way. So that was a little alarming. Buffalo is a pretty good defense. I until you figure it, until you prove you can stop you can figure it out and stop it, you're going to keep seeing it. So Mac better be ready for it cuz it's coming in Buffalo on Monday night. Yeah, and Kurt, not only is it it was a little uneasy just watching the secondary rush right in there and seeing Mac like not even really like react like the secondary guy yeah. would just rush him and he would just have no chance and wouldn't get rid of the ball. Kurt, I hate to be this guy, and again we are nitpicking here. Mac Jones might be the most unathletic quarterback of all time at trying to <laughs> elude those blitzes. He cannot. He's he just, he's. He's good in the pocket. He's not when a when a secondary guy has a right. full head of steam. It's just not good. He like will trip over his own feet and just fall down. I'm like Mac, come on, give me a spin mover, give me something here, something different. <laughs> so Kurt, I absolutely agree. That's what that's what teams in the NFL do. Once they find your weakness, they just attack it over and over again until you prove that you can overcome it. So again, I guess if you're from that perspective, Kurt, it'll be a good test on you know Monday night when we see what Buffalo does. No doubt. I will say yesterday. Um, Nick Folk was absolute money again. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have really good field position yesterday. Well, like the punt, like the punt return still need to get better, Bruno. Um, we did have really good field position. Like we, like uh, some of the kick returns were fine. Uh, some of the punts for Tennessee were bad. A couple of bad penalties on Tennessee. Uh, the interception, but all that good stuff. We had pretty good field position. Yeah, I agree with you, Kurt. Kurt. That's my other who's uh or sorry the three up three down. I don't give a fuck, Kurt. You're absolutely right. 
I want a punt return touchdown. I'm just going to keep harping on it week <laughs> after week until we score it because, God damn it, Kurt, I don't care that it's impossible for Gunnar Olszewski to do anything when by the time the ball arrives, the people have already arrived to tackle him, right? I don't care about that. I don't care about the good punts that we're getting. I don't care about any of those logical reasons, Kurt. I'm fucking sick of seeing two punt returns for 23 yards. I'm sick of it. I need a yep. fucking touchdown. Well, Gunnar Olszewski is the number two punt returner in the league, though. So Don't we, give me those logical greedy. stats, Kurt. Greedy. I need a punt return touchdown. I will say this, too, Bruno. <laughs> Over the course, well, no, it's been all season. While the defense didn't play great yesterday, especially the run defense, this defense is so goddamn opportunistic. Oh, yeah. They find the football. They turned Tennessee over four times yesterday, and they didn't have any turnovers on offense. Again, they could have. Mac Jones could have had a couple picks. But if you win the turnover battle 4 nothing, I'm going to go out on a limb and say 99.9% of the time you're going to win the game. Like, <laughs> What was the turnover battle in Browns-Ravens? 48-47 turnovers. I mean – did the Browns Sorry. turn it over? Well, that's what I'm wondering because obviously the Ravens had four. Pi- Wait, hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Well, there's <laughs> the point right zero one. Oh no, no, they it, four to two. The Ravens. Ravens okay. had four turnovers. Yeah. Browns had two. Okay, so that follows your model. Your All statistical right. model is, yep. is on brand. Yeah, thank you. I was like, oh shit, did I really just do that? <laughs> um, but I mean, just they have a nose for the ball. Even yep. like yep. on a long Tennessee run, it was sixteen thirteen or nineteen thirteen. So the game was close. Tennessee's rattling rattling off another long run. J.C. Jackson, Mr. Yeah. INT, no, 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 Mr. Forced Fumble, mm. comes in absolutely tomahawks the ball out of the out of the running back's hands. Jalen Mills with an awesome yeah. um, recovery. That ball was headed out of bounds. Oh, yeah. Jalen Mills, great play. Um, and then, obviously, J.C. Jackson had a pick in the end zone. Uh, it just <laughs> it just reminds me of old Patriots defenses that just have, have an act for finding the football. Um, and it's going to be huge going forward for them. Yeah, and Kurt, I will say, it reframes the conversation entirely. Because instead of uh, the, us talking about a 50-yard run the Titans are ripping off, we're talking about great job forcing the fumble and recovering. Which is fair, it was a great job of that, but it doesn't erase the fact it came after a 50-yard run. On the interception, McCordy tipped it in the end zone and, and uh, J.C. Jackson picked it off. You know, we could be talking about the long drive the Titans did that almost scored right there. But instead, we're talking about the, the interception, right? And that's the name of the game. There's no ifs, and or buts. It's the NFL. It's whatever happens, happens. I get that. But I will say, it, like you said, we maybe the defense isn't lights out because they are allowing yards and big plays and stuff, but they certainly, like you said, are opportunistic. Yep, no doubt about it. And then this stat is pretty freaking crazy, Bruno. I'm ready. So that's what I'm going to end with. The Patriots, over the last six games, have outscored opponents by 148 points. <laughs> that's literally bananas. Girl. That is an <laughs> average margin of victory of almost 25 points. I mean, sheesh. Uh Bill Belichick should win Coach of the Year. Fair. Mac Jones should win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Fair. Um, over the course of the Patriots' six-game win streak, Mac Jones. See again, I was nitpicking with Mac earlier. Again, I'll say it for the third time. I'm so happy he's the Patriots' quarterback. Oh, yeah. Mac Jones leads all starting quarterbacks, like the entire league, all the NFL. The quarter the quarterbacks with Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and Brady and all those people. He has a quarterback passer rating of 106.4. He's also second in yards per attempt um, and fifth in completion percentage among qualified passers with 75 attempts. I mean. I mean, my guy. My God, my guy. (laughs) For all that crap earlier in the season about he dinks and dunks, he dinks and dunks, second in yards per attempt, 
He's he's putting the ball down the field a little bit. He had a couple great throws down the field yesterday to Jacoby Myers. Um, I don't know. Just things are trending in the right direction, and it sets up this just colossal battle with Buffalo. I mean, there's no that the ratings for that game are going to be insane. It's it's a massive game. It is a massive game. Um, it'll go a long way in dictating who wins the AFC East. But also, these two teams are right in the hunt for the number one seed in the AFC overall. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay? Mm. Whoever wins the AFC East, Patriots, Bills, no, that's it. They're going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Oh. Wait. I'll probably regret that because Kansas City probably will be. But Are I, we including the Dolphins? No. <laughs> okay, great. I'm just saying. No. I just just had to clarify. I know. I will not be doing that. But, no, but Kurt, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. So it, it, this will be a big game. I do think the Patriots have to split with Buffalo. It'd be great if they win both, but they have to split. And if they can take the one on the road, <laughs> I I'm already getting my hopes up more than I should. And I tried to temper them during this up during this episode, but it's setting up to be pretty special, dude. Yeah, no, absolutely, Kurt. And I I think there's just one last point, but to be made. Just about the season as a whole. Kurt, before the season, were we not talking about the five-game stretch of the Chargers, Panthers, Browns, Falcons, and Titans being somewhat of a murderer's row? And, like, yes, those teams have had injuries. Their seasons have not gone the way they wanted to, whatever, right? But, Kurt, we just went 5-0 and against that murderer's row of teams that we were talking about before the season being, like, that could define the season for our team. Yep. And now we're entering the second one because, Kurt, not only is it Bills on Monday night, it's then at the Colts the week after and then against the Bills again. So we're entering this next three-game stretch where really we're going to find out, are we the number one seed or not? Like, it's yeah, crazy. Th- th- push all your all your chips to the middle of the table because it's it's go time. And I will say the defense, the defense I th- again, it's similar to what I said about Jimmy Garoppolo, hands at 10-2. and two. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be the reason you outright win games. Of course. But he's going to be the reason you don't lose them. And the way the defense is playing, you got to be feeling good. Defense, mm-hmm. number one this season in points per game, 15.8. Number four in yards 15.8? per – Yeah. Yards, per, yards per game allowed, 316, fourth best in the NFL. Sacks, 30, fifth in the NFL. Takeaways, 25, second in the NFL. Overall defense, number one in the NFL. So – Fire me Holy up. Holy shit, Kurt. I'm fire. Kurt, I'm going all in. All right, dude. That was electric. Game was awesome. Felt like a playoff game. Huge. Absolutely loved it. You ready to get into the final portion of this episode? You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's get into the Stats Guys segment. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> wow. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, Bruno. I, I don't know what that song is, but I need it recorded and published ASAP. It's technically a C-Day song, but... Um, well, that's why I don't know what it is. I changed the lyrics <laughs> well, to be you more know, inclusive. Not a C-Day music kind of guy, and there is no my C-Day music. Well, so. isn't that song Happy Holidays? So holidays, I mean, Hanukkah's it's a holiday. It's the holiday season. Oh, maybe it, it is. is. Um, it, is. it does talk about Santa having a sack on his back, so... <laughs> well, I got a sack in my crack, so I don't know what to tell you. Ooh, Ooh yes. yikes. <laughs> I was just trying to rhyme, and that didn't come out great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're off um, to a hot start. Anyways, um, <laughs> happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Thank you. Doing anything to celebrate? Uh, we celebrated on Saturday with my family because uh, I'm at school today, and my brother was working, so we did it on Saturday, and I had a delightful time. We lit the fuck out of the menorah. We said our Jewish prayers, ate some latkes. It was wait, delightful. Wait, 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 wait. Bruno, for Stats Guy, say that sentence again. 
I don't remember what I said, but I <laughs> no the sentence about. <laughs> immediately Bruno the sentence that you open the show with that it starts every Jewish oh oh, oh oh the you should have just said say Hebrew Kurt I know what you're talking about there all right ready a little Hebrew <laughs> say your prayer. sentence again yeah Kurt when you say say your sentence I'm like what did I just say all right ready <laughs> Baruch Ata Adonai Elohenu Melech Haolam that's a standard Jewish opening for any prayer me too that's what I said. I said. I said same. Oh. Say your sentence, Kurt. You got to give. Just say the say the yeah, Hebrew. No, that was my bad. That was my. I bad. hope Hand to up. learn it. I'll teach you. I'll memorize it. Oh yeah. Big time. Um. So, what does your typical day celebrating the first day of Hanukkah look like? Uh, it's not really a day thing. It's more of a night thing, and okay. literally, it's just dinner, which is latkes, like I said. Um. Do you spin the dreidel? I. Oh. I, th- I thought you were talking to her mic. Is that what I thought Same. you were doing some mic. I was, like, I was spinning a dreidel. You yeah. can't see that, but I was looks spinning. looks like you were flipping the volume Flipping the volume. Um, I used to spin the dreidel more. I beat my brother so many times that he didn't want to play me anymore because <laughs> obviously I'm the best dreidel player who's ever existed. So there's that. Um, but yeah, just eat some latkes, have some dinner, and then after dinner we'll do a little prayer action, little menorah action, little uh, gifts from the grandparents action, little gifts from the parents action. We'll do it all in one night. What'd you get? What'd you get? I got some cash money, some check Love. money, which is Love. my parents, grandparents. It's the go-to gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then my mom got me some more Boston sports apparel. Shockingly, Love. I don't own every Boston sports apparel there is. I got not some, yet. I think it was Red Sox sweatpants, Bruins sweatpants, a Celtic sweatshirt, just the works. So Love. that was a good time. Good time. That sounds excellent. I'm really happy that you had a good night. And I should have said, what does your typical first night of Hanukkah look like because you know the lights the candles it's a night thing I should have known that that's what hey you know what that's okay we're all about education on this show so here we go yeah um and since dreidel is a sport and this is a sports podcast when you say Mm. I always beat my brother at dreidel to be completely honest I didn't know there were rules to dreidel me either I was about to say the same thing I was like how does one win in well does it spin longest there's different Jewish letters on each side of the dreidel and depending on the letter you get it corresponds with different actions and usually what you do is you have a pot of like Jewish uh chocolate in the middle it's called like guilt guilt it's those coins that are wrapped in gold and they look like a gold coin but they're chocolate inside and so that's the pot that you play with it's like poker chips and depending on when you spin the dreidel and what you get you either get it or you have to put it in there or whatever and you just do it till the whole thing's gone so usually i would just i I honestly well first of all we'll we'll convert second of all i'll usually i would either just outright win or i would just take all the candy and be like eli sorry it's mine it's i'm taking So the only (laughs) thing that i can compare that to since i'm not jewish and i don't play poker is kings like mm. when you have the deck of cards and like you pick a card and each face of the card means a different action or whatever. And then you put it into a beer tab. Yeah. Same thing. Basically. Same thing. <laughs> King's drinking game. Hanukkah. You know, same, thing. same thing. Same, same thing. So <laughs> to stay on brand today with yep. today's stat, I figured I would do a little bit of Jewish celebrating stats oh, for today's episode. Okay. Let's go. Okay. I wanted to look up how many players in the NFL were Jewish. Ooh, nice. That's a great question. I actually have no idea. Wow. So, are we getting one of our first stats on the stats guy segment? <laughs> well, when I popped in, you guys were talking a lot about stats and like the defense and blah, blah, blah. And a part of me almost completely barged in and was like, hello, what are you doing? <laughs> that's, uh, my that's my job. But my stats are more fun. So okay, okay. Um, right now there are 14 active Jewish players in the NFL. Damn. Only 14. I would have thought more. Yeah. I think I would have thought more too. And... Two of my favorites on this list, though I guess this list probably hasn't been updated. 
What's the year? I feel like every single one of my stats are outdated because it says Julian Edelman is an active player. God damn it. Um, Nate Ebner also. Oh, shut up. Ebs. Oh, God. When was, can you well, cite your sources? Yes. It doesn't have a date. It says <laughs> jewishvirtuallibrary.org. Oh, my favorite library, baby. <laughs> Um, should I go Let's through go. the list? I mean, yeah, right. Just, I mean, yeah, see, gotta, see how yeah, many we rattle, know. Rattle them off. Yeah. Greg Camarillo. Who no. the fuck is that? Gabe Karimi. No. Karimi. Gabe Kapler. <laughs> That's what I thought too. Nope. Nate Ebner. Okay. Yep. yep. Julian Edelman. Yep. Shout out. Yep. Antonio Garay. Who the fuck is nope. that? I don't know. You tell me, Ju- Bruno. Hey, we can go by that. That's I mean, I Bruno am the Jew. So. Um, Greg Joseph. Oh, is he the Raiders? Vikings? Oh, mm-hmm. oh wait. Oh, maybe he's the it Vikings. doesn't say. It just tells me what years they. I know started. that name, Kurt. I think we know that name. I would say I would agree with that. Eric Lorig. Nope. Ali Marpet. Yes, oh, Ali Marpet. Bucks. Is Marpet. he on the Bucks? He's on the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah and he's from him. Division Three, somewhere up here. He played up here. D three. Yeah. Are you telling yeah. me that your brother could be in the NFL right now and he's not? I didn't tell you. He I is. have some breaking news. Yeah. Greg Joseph's on the Vikings. I was right. You're oh. right. Was he on um, the Raiders ever? Look that up. Kay. Stats guy. What? I got it. I got no, it. I got no, it. Got it. I'm doing a lot of reading at the same time. I can't okay. I can't be Google searching and reading at the same time. <laughs> too, much, too much for stats guy. <laughs> the synapses are not here today. Taylor okay. Mays. Oh, nope. I feel like that name sounds familiar. Okay, keep going. Adam Podlush. Nope. Brian De La Puente. Oh, De La Puente. Yes, Greg no. Joseph never played on the Vikings. I mean, on the Raiders. Who the it fuck? was okay, Cleveland, Tennessee, and then the Vikings. Was there a Carl Joseph with a K? What am I thinking of? Who knows? Carl Joseph NFL. Oh, it was Carl Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Returning to Raiders in a free agent deal. Big fucking brain, even though it was the wrong player. All right. Anyways. Josh Rosen. <laughs> Josh oh. Rosen. Oh, I, you know, uh, Bruno. Should have known that one. Do you know what I'm going to say? Well, he sucks. Well, it's... Well, one of his attributes. Don't Kurt. His facial in, features have nothing to do with this. I don't know what you're talking about. Falls into Kurt. That really shitty preconceived Kurt, notion. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, Josh Rosen. Okay. <laughs> Someone said Josh knows. Uh oh. Okay. I just looked up a picture, and I'm not going to jump to any conclusions about what you're assuming. Um, uh, Jeff Schwartz. Oh. Uh, with the G E, like G off. Yeah. G off. Yeah, oh, yeah. We know yep. G off. Mitchell Sh- Mitchell Schwartz. <laughs> Oh, that yep, makes sense. Yep, that yep, sure, sure does. <laughs> um, that's simply the end of the list. <laughs> I fucking love that. Can you forward that to me, to my Jewish email? Um, sure. It's <laughs> brunothejuno at gmail.com. No, it's actually the Jewish dagger at uh, jews.com. Oh, sorry. Um, and then also Robert Kraft. Oh, people forget that. Didn't know. And yeah. I guess these are kind of like the, um, there's a list of coaches or execs. Um, Wait, instead of that, can we do honorary Jews? Kurt, I got two of them. Can you kay. take a view of them? Kurtfield and Stats Guy. Well, true. I'm talking about in the NFL, though. Oh. No, hit me. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, we got, nope, we got no. Juju Smith-Schuster, and we got I Jerry see. Judy. I see what you did there. And yep. what are you, oh, never mind. <laughs> well, Stats <laughs> like, Guy, if you couldn't keep up with that one, I don't know what to tell you. The <laughs> synapses are simply not on fire. <laughs> yep. No bueno. So then I was like, I was like, what categorizes an honorary Jew? Mm. But I get it. Yep. Um, then I was like, 14 people in the NFL that are Jewish. That doesn't seem like a lot to me. So then I was like, I want to know what the ratio of like Jewish people in the United States is. 
because I wanted to see if the ratios of like Jewish NFL players to the entire NFL to Jewish oh, Americans to the entire United States. You did some good stats today. Those are some fucking stats. Thank you. So um, a couple different categories came up when I said how many Jewish people in the United States. Because okay. it says like 4.2 million, which is a lot. But those are the people who are actively practicing their Jewish faith. Okay. Um, but that does not count people that like are born to Jewish parents or have one parent that's Jewish, one parent that's not. So in terms of the people who are actively practicing their Jewish, Jewish faith, it says 1.2 to 1.8% of the United States population, which sounds so low to me. Yeah. I feel like I could list a bunch of people I know off the top of my head that are Jewish and granted 4.2 million is still a lot, but like, Bruno, I'm going to hop I th- in here. I thought there'd no. be more. Do you, is it pretty common for like Jewish people to like, like a heavily populated Jewish community? Is that normal? I feel like it's, I feel like if, isn't Natick pretty, a pretty Jewish community? Yeah. It actually is very common for there to be like Jewish hotspots. If I'm yeah. Because yeah. they Even like, like West Hartford, West Hartford and yeah. Farmington yes. are like big Jewish towns. Yeah. Because yeah. there's. My, both my grandparents live in Newton, and they call it Jewton because there's a lot of Jews oh. who live in that town. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yep. <laughs> Maybe that's why I feel like there should have been more because around here, like, yeah. so many people are Jewish. Yeah, yeah. But I think it it's because uh, I think it, yeah, I think it's because back in the day, you know, they didn't have a lot of allies uh, yeah. in this thing we called life, so they <laughs> stuck together. They, you know, we rallied with who we had, and we settled all together, and we said, "Strength in numbers, baby." Even though we didn't have the numbers or the, I love it. I I think also, I feel like it's super common (laughs) nowadays for there to be so many families that are half and half, for lack of a better way to put it. Like, I know a lot of people who celebrate both C Day and Hanukkah, and those people are cowards. Pick one; you don't get both. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so <laughs> then if we do the math, the 14, um, current NFL players that are Jewish against the 1,696 players that are in the NFL, that ends up being about 1.8% of players in the NFL. So oh. the ratio is about the same. Clap it up for math, baby. Clap it we up love, for math. Big math gal math. here. Mm. So in honor of Hanukkah, there's my stat. I, I thought this was a great stats guy segment. <laughs> Thank you. Is this a joke? Is, um, there, is there not more? <laughs> no. No, sorry, that's the end. Oh, so my. last week though, we were talking. Four stats. Yeah. <laughs> last, last last week we were talking about Thanksgiving. Um, Bruno, did you end up having your steak and broccoli? No, sadly, I actually did have some turkey. Though I will say, uh, my grandma made it, not my parents this time. So of course, I'm not going to get mad at my grandma. She's my grandma. She's my Jima. I call her Mimi. What do you call your parents or your grandparents? Sorry, grandma. Me. Grandma. What do you call them? Stats guy. Well, it depends on which side of the family. On my mom's side, it's grandma and, wait for it, poopa. Poopa. And on my dad's side, it's far more and far, far, because my dad's side is super Swedish. And in Sweden, Mm. father's father is far, far, and father's mother is far more. If my kids were to call me by my Swedish name, it would be, wait, hold on. If my, wait, notes? no, my kids wouldn't call me a grandparent name. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you know, unless there's some my kids will call <laughs> my kids will call my parents <laughs> more, more, and more far, which I absolutely will not make them call them. That. Jeez, Louise! Wait, do that with Bruno though. What would Bruno be? Or no, you like that dingaling. She means you would like... be you would be more far. But why? What's the difference between more and far? I don't get mother, it. father. 
But the one that no, did Bruno. It's not specific to you. It's a generation. So grandparents, parents, children. Oh wait. So what's? I just assumed you would be like my child's grandparents, so I said that you would be more far. What, what's well, higher Bruno, than grandparents? Bruno, this is a weird way of telling you you're the godfather. Oh, of... What is godfather? I, I need more no, than... he's the wait, grandfather. What was it? It was far, far, and four, far first? No. Four, far, five? far? Yeah. Far more. Okay, what's above that? Far, well, far, both. far. I don't know. Well, that's what I want to know. Far, far, far. I, I have no idea. I've far, never far, met far, far. that Lord many far, grandparents. Quad? No idea. From Shrek? We so I'm going back to me because I do that. Um, <laughs> Lord Farquaad is what I call my grandfather. We call my we called my grandma on my dad's side grandma, but we spelled it G R A M M A, not no. like not like grandma, oh. like grandma. Okay. And then on my da- mom on my mom's side, it's Grammy. I I'm not a big fan of Grammy, but like that's what it is. <laughs> um, it just sounds like that's my Grammy. I don't know. Just like mommy, daddy, grandma. Okay, well, as much as I love being Swedish and we are Swedish super fans in this household, we all drive Volvos. My dad got customized license plates of all Swedish words. It's a whole thing. Like as much as I love being Swedish, my Swedish family is all hilarious. Similar to you being an adult boy calling your grandmother Grammy. (laughs) Being a child and being like, I'm going home to hang out with my far, far and my far more. People would be like, what the? They just simply wouldn't understand. So can kind of relate. Yeah. Wow. Um, Bruno, I was asking you about your favorite Thanksgiving food and if you got your steak and broccoli. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> get steak and broccoli. Because I was going to ask what your favorite um, Hanukkah food is. Um, I feel like the Lockies is the obvious. I'm trying to think if there's a non-Lockies Lockies are so food. good. My, grand, uh, my mom always makes Hanukkah cookies, so those are good too. Um, but there's not really – I don't know if there's another like Hanukkah-specific food, so – Mm. probably lucky's but no did no steak and broccoli this year though i did run it by the council of sons in my household which is my brother and i um and we unanimous two nothing vote for steak and broccoli next year so now we have to run that by the council of parents and we will see what that vote comes to well i wish you the best of luck bruno not to get into a racial matter but are you a dark oh, meat God. guy or a white <laughs> meat guy with turkey uh, I again, if we're no, not, nope, just answer the question. <laughs> if you're gonna eat turkey, dark or white, Kurt, can, can I say light? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I, that. I don't know where that falls in the bird. No, no, but I, I'm I'm a white meat guy. Again, we're not. No, it has no nothing undertones, to do with anything. Just yeah, tones. Zero of There's that. N- no undertones. Just tones. We're big. You know. That's, just yep. plain tones. Before I sh- get myself in trouble, we're done. So yep. sorry, Bruno. Granny. Goodbye. <laughs> Do, do the thing, Bruno. Happy Bye-bye. Hanukkah. Right. Goodbye. Let's Thank go. Thank you. Oh, okay. Well, we're wrapping up. So uh, thanks for the Hanukkah wishes, everybody. Thanks for the millions of listens. Uh, promo code uh, Happy Hanukkah on what's the website again? Betterhelp.com. <laughs> Betterhelp.com. Spell Hanukkah. Yeah. Oh, with a CH. Mm-hmm. I'm a big CH guy. Because it can't be oh. the other C word if it's just H. You know what I mean? Mm. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? T. So, yep. Nailed it. So, or I did, I did read it and say, say. Chanukkah, I said. You can say Chanukah. You can say Hanukkah. You got to get the in your throat. I need some Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Oh, you I'm said a you real could do it. Jewish person. I was going to have vomit on his microphone. <laughs> I wish we had recorded the, the video of the last minute that we were talking because that we was ridiculous. We should get a YouTube ridiculous. thing going. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. We should get a YouTube, Kurt. <laughs> what I didn't like about that last one is how long you kept your mouth open winding yourself up to do that. <laughs> 
Christmas. <laughs> Take me oh, home. Okay, country roads. <laughs> Bruno, never name. introduce Kurt to your grandma. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Grammy. Um, <laughs> Far more. <laughs> We're gonna have to. Hey, cut may she rest in peace. <laughs> oh, rest. In peace. <laughs> Please just end the fucking show, Bruno. <laughs> I don't know where we got off the rails, but end we are it. off the rails. So we'll, end it. We will see you next time. I think you might need to mute. <laughs> I think you might need to mute Stats Guy. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you, Kurt, because she is out of control. But Bruno, we'll see you next time on Playing the Field. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>